everybody. Welcome to Nomadic Voices' first podcast episode. And today, our first guest is Stacy Smith. Now, Stacy is a startup coach, entrepreneur herself, and also served as essentially a free co-founder to the entrepreneurs that passed through the doors at MVCC's Thinkubator. She consulted the Thinkubator for over five years, co-directed the space and developed programs such as the refinery that I myself even participated in. Now, I've been always been meaning to uh, start this podcast, and I didn't want I didn't want to start this podcast until Stacy was our first guest. The reason why that is is because Stacy has been a huge help to me and Nomadic Voices, and you know it's finally cool to finally get you here and uh, yeah. get in the first episode. <laughs> Super excited about this too. <laughs> we've been we've been uh, trying to get this podcast on the books. Yes. And, um, there's been a lot that you've accomplished since then too that I'm excited know, to ask you I know, about. <laughs> I know, we got to do so much catch up. Yeah, I know, because it hasn't even been a year yet since Nomadic Voices started. Mm-hmm. You know, our anniversary is like late July, mid July, mm-hmm. and since then we've done so much. And I don't know if you remember um, that one fateful day at uh, Midtown Utica Community Center oh, at UCC. Yes. Uh, oh yes. <laughs> so that was like so. Funny story. I don't think I've ever even told you this. But uh, during quarantine, I've been really focusing on myself, do- doing a huge self-reflection, you know, like an epiphany, mm-hmm. as one would say it. Um, but before quarantine, I, wasn't, I, was li- I was always involved and in living the moment, but I never really had time to like self-reflect. So during that pandemic and quarantine time, I finally had time to myself. I couldn't hang out with my friends, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, and so I stayed to myself and, you know, I didn't, I wanted to keep my, I wanted to keep my mind busy because I didn't want to look at, you know, my phone or any social media. Um, I try to limit that. Because yeah, you, you I re- knew the things that people were saying, don't yeah. do, because you'll drive yourself crazy. Exactly. So, <laughs> but every, I still need to keep my mind busy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So every time, you know, I go on my phone and my laptop and look at the news, it's like, it's always something polarizing and negative. Mm-hmm. And, you know, me being a pretty I, I like to consider myself a you know positive and optimist optimistic person I just didn't like seeing that seeing that energy and right. obviously that's the truth and I don't want to avoid it completely right right but I just didn't want my mind to dwell on it and so yeah. I started writing poetry it's mental health yeah I started writing poetry <laughs> and I started doing like other creative um things to help me with my mental health such as you know uh poetry I started dancing mm-hmm. I started painting drawing all these other things that I've done to kind of help me cope with all that was going on during the pandemic, yeah. during the quarantine. And so once like phase two, phase three was was coming near, phase four was near, I was like, you know what? You know, I want to perform a lot of these poems that, I, that I've written. And so I needed an outlet. I needed a platform and there wasn't anything around us. And so I talked to Chris <laughs> and Chris has been a huge help to me. And um, he's, been helping me with uh, a lot of the stuff and so he um on that day i he chris told me Sunderland. to chris Sunderland, yes he told At me Midtown to come Community yes, Center. are we yes. talking about the day yes yes oh, yes yeah. so now we are finally getting <laughs> to that start but i wanted to give some yeah. context yes about where that, that backstory on yes. like how we ended up in that room yes yes um my backstory on that yeah, particular yeah. day yeah, was tell just your stopping in and visiting chris as we have a lot of conversations and um I help him as he's fixing and repairing things or like oh, yeah. improving the space. 
and um, I just remember us being in the security camera closet fussing around and I think he was like on a ladder or something <laughs> and you guys came around the corner um, you and a couple of their friends or it was just me and Chris sure, I think. was it okay and um, Chris saying Stacy go talk with Tubbo <laughs> because you do this stuff at Vicky Vader just yeah. just go talk to them I'm, I'm fixing things. Yeah, so, <laughs> I was like, oh, sure, definitely. Yeah. What you got in your mind? So Chris kind of just brushed me off because I wanted to talk about the thing. and yeah. um, But he was busy, mm-hmm. and so I didn't want to take up his, too much of his time. So, you know, you were in the room, so we just came down and talked, and I was like, yo, I have this in mind. We were in the board room. Yeah, we were in the, the board, board room. room table. Like official and, meeting. Yeah. And I was like, I have this in mind. Um, I want to uh, – I didn't even, I didn't want to travel from Parkersburg. I just wanted to speak. Like, I don't care who hosted it. I don't care who ran it. I just wanted to... Have a platform to speak. To speak. Mm-hmm. That's really what it was. Yeah. Selfishly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so... We usually create our ideas out of things that we need. Yeah. Ooh. I like yeah. that. I got to write that down. But, <laughs> um, but then we had a meeting. We had... I don't even say it. We just had a conversation. And I was like, I want to, you know... And then I remember you, you brought up an idea that you should go from parks to parks. I was mm-hmm. like, that's perfect. And that day was just, yeah, that day was just so, like, cool to me because we were just picking each other's brain. Like, I remember, you know, when we were thinking of the name, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I don't know what to name it. Like, just, no, we can't, you can't just call it Open Mic Night. You yeah, know what I mean? What were some of the names? Yeah. I, I don't even recall. The first thing we had was Utica Talks. That's, okay. That was the first thing that, that, that came to my head. Mm-hmm. And then you was like, what if you go from, like, parks to parks? I'm like, oh, like, no, being nomadic. And then it was like, yeah, like being nomadic. And then, and then you say, yeah, nomadic voices. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> I dropped nomadic voices. <laughs> it's a, it's a name that I had stored away for an entirely different yeah. business model and idea, but it fits so well with what you were doing. Do you want and, to talk about what you initially had in plan for nomadic voices? Yeah, I mean, it's the when was that? Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Wait, when Nomadic Voices? 2020. 2020. 2020. So that's interesting. Yeah. So 2020. Yeah, that was a a name for um, a business idea, Nomadic Voices, um, to capture stories. So I was just thinking about like trying to find people who work remote Mm -hmm. and who who live a nomadic life and you can come together on a blog and just like write about the good, the bad and the ugly and the Mm. trips and tips and or tips and tricks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) The... um, tips and tricks around how to do it successfully and some of the challenges that come around. So nomadic voices, people who are nomadic and then them having a voice to talk about that lifestyle. And, but then you hear you are talking about an an expressive opportunity to speak and give people a platform to do that. Mm -hmm. Thinking about that fused with a nomadic element to it, pop-ups around the, the town city and, scaling across the nation technically pretty much that's what no, i see no you're um, right that's that's uh the name fit so, yeah, so i, I threw it on the table i played the card yeah i know <laughs> i'm i'm very grateful since you gave me that name and i've always <laughs> going to keep um shouting you out because i remember when, when we made the business cards and this is kind of going on a tangent but people would that's ask okay. me like well, who designed that it looks so professionally made the rap sheet i would show people my rap sheet like show it off and i was like yeah <laughs> so I, I did it with this um lady named stacy at the incubator <laughs> we she helped me out a lot on, on this because i can't do this by myself i have no marketing skills whatsoever i mean i'm creative you, you, you're quick you're quick on a computer though so it's yeah. really fun to work with you on it yeah yeah i'm creative but like 
in terms of like just marketing and, and what to put on a piece of paper, mm -hmm. I'm not really sure. Yeah. But the fact that you helped me That's out. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and ever since then, it's going to keep growing. And it's so fun. Uh -huh. to, I want to add that, that it was very fun to work with you on this too because the way that you express what you want to do and accomplish mm -hmm. makes it really easy to be creative yeah. on paper. Yeah, and I'm not afraid to tell like, um, the person that I'm working with, like what I want either. Mm -hmm. like, Absolutely, that's know, important. Yeah, and I and, and I told uh, and I showed you this earlier when I was uh, asking. I was on Fiverr trying to create the um, our journal product. Um, I asked specific directions, and I gave them the brand book too, mm -hmm. which is yes. what you you also made. Yes. I gave them the brand book. The specific fonts was all there, and the description, um, the company, the company. Yeah. About you. Yes. yes. Everything was there, and so the person that's. Um, that I met through Fiverr, the creator, he designed it and it was perfect, you know. Mm -hmm. And the first thing that he had wasn't up to my standards. I told him I wanted to be like this, and then he fixed it up. That's perfect. That's excellent. You know? you, you want to be your best, you know, yeah. an advocate for yourself and ask exactly. people. You know, if you don't like it, just just continue with it, you know, because exactly. people are willing to work with you, and you're very good at expressing what you want. So that's important. And I think I learned that skill. Being more, I feel like I've always been expressive though. Like even before quarantine, I've always been a super talkative person. Like I got voted most talkative in, in mm -hmm. middle school and high school. <laughs> <laughs> so I've always been pretty talkative. Now I just know when to talk and when not to talk. But also like my communication skills has, has gotten way better. Um, but I feel like that's always been there. Yeah. But now it's just being more expressive. It's just you know, harnessing poetry. it. Yeah. Refining it. Refining it. No pun intended. <laughs> Yes. So, oh, we should probably talk about the refinery. refinery. Yeah. We can talk about that. Yeah, um, so, it, well, in that room, in the boardroom, when we were it? making those decisions, um, I think it was pretty obvious that it was like, hey, you should do, check out the Thinkivator, it's in the refinery program that we do. And I don't know if you jumped into the that one. You didn't jump into no, the I one that it. was approaching, but um, it was discussed. Yes. Uh, and... Was, From there, I think you jumped into the one in the spring, right? I did. I yeah. did. I think, yeah, was it spring? And the refinery program at Think Evader is to accelerate businesses or yes. to figure out whether it's, you know, fail fast, pivot, or let's accelerate. And mm. we were just basically taking your project that yes. you were already able to demonstrate action on from that day yeah that was the idea phase <laughs> and then you took that idea phase and over that summer and into fall you executed well we're going to go back to this yeah but you executed <laughs> and that was about the point where it was like you need to come to the refinery yeah because so. we need to see how we can make this sustainable um and and or hopefully profitable and scalable yeah. across the nation to, to raise voices and i think like i said i, I credit you a lot because you kind of pushed me to make it profitable like before it was a business, before we even approached the business yes. side of things. Yeah, let's talk about that. Before it was even a business, to me, it was just a place, a platform for me to speak, but also listen to others. Like That's, that's how business, good yeah. businesses start. Yeah. So, like, nomadic voices is just, like, you know, I love, like, I genuinely love listening to others. Like, I listen to as many podcasts as I can, but all, I also want, you know, to have the opportunity to speak on my own stories. Mm -hmm. And so, what... That's what I mean by no, a platform, you know. That was just a, like we went from parks to parks, and to be honest, we didn't even, like have permission from the city. Um, but I was just very eager, and um, but I don't regret that decision at all. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like we did it safely, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I told Alam, it was just friends, like friends of friends. That Absolutely. Was a, so like it was like 30 to 35 people at most. And so that's how it starts. Yeah. That's how it starts. I remember even talking to you about, you know, get six people there. I mean, and at the time, <laughs> yeah, that I was kind of the limit. <laughs> it was like, yeah, you're only, you can't have more than six people. <laughs> but just get three people. Yeah. Three people to, to validate the idea. Your first yeah. follower is the most important. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people say that. And yeah. Ever since our first... Um, which I'm gonna call the first platform event, open mic night at yeah. Kemble Park. Like that was just mind blowing. Michelle was there. The councilman Delvin Moody was there. He talked a little bit, and so ever since then, on the just, first one, yeah, on the first one. <laughs> so he's like, "Hey," I, I was like, I, I approached Delvin. I was like, "Hey, you should you should say something." And he he told us that he loved what we we're doing. The fact that you know the mural was just painted, the Black Lives Matter mural was just painted that on that particular day, and their opening was literally the next day after our event. Right. And so we just kind of did it coincidentally. And so he really, you know, commended us for even, you know, taking the opportunity of the art that's that's in the area. Mm-hmm. You know Absolutely. what I mean? And I think we need more of that. So, so. I agree. Yeah. And I want to ask you a question about that as far as where was your mind when you organized that first event as far as like what it, what were you expecting or what mm. was your goal for that? And then answer that and then compare that to where you are today like yeah. what's the what's okay. how does the mission evolve so our first event was like mid-july during phase four of um you know of the quarantine because i remember that day i remember that period it was phase three it was like phase two and i was still so eager to share my poetry because like i had a decent amount of content already phase three finally hit and i was like okay one more phase and that's when i started asking people like hey you want to come down so come apart and just bring your piano and your guitar and stuff like that. You know, I have mask and hand sanitizer and I bought a table and we had all that stuff just in case. Um, and what I expected was that like only 20, 15, 20 people to show up and, you know, some video content. Which is lofty, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At that time, yeah. So, but then like literally like 30, 35 people showed up mm-hmm. and some of those people were like leaders of the community. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So I was just like, yo, like people really showed up. And how, how did you circulate? How did that get to 35 people? How did nomadic voices Okay. Or- so I just asked friends. I was like, yo, bring your guitar. And I asked like 10 performers. I, I these- 10 people you knew. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Performers that um, sang guitar or whatever, whatever. They put up and then they bought a couple of their friends. But the most important detail of that first event and, and all of our events actually was that people in the neighborhood came outside and watch us like i remember that house right across yes, the street being in put, the urban setting yeah just using your voice in the city that mm-hmm. reaches the windows <laughs> exactly they just put up bought a lawnmower chair and looked at us like this yeah and then i, I remember seeing like kids just going to the you know the fence right yeah they would just watch us and then yeah. i remember people walking by and just look staring yeah. at us and then i remember these two ladies walked by and actually sat on the on the um bench and just Curiosity. watched us yeah so important and so I was like, yo, this is so cool. Like, people are in the neighborhood yes. watching us and seeing what we're doing. And, you know, that was, the, that was the best part. Like, my friends are cool and all that stuff, yeah. But it was just the fact that strangers, you know, came up had to me. Interest. and Had an interest. Mm-hmm. Through the open mic night, you know, that's, that's, that's the coolest part. But to answer your second part of the question and comparing it to where we are now, and I must add that we're not even a year in yet. Like, mm-hmm. it's not even July yet in, in this recording. But it's not even July yet, and... <clears throat> So we're not, we haven't even hit our it's one July year. It's July tomorrow. Technically. Yeah, technically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just going to, you know, it's not July yet. That's what, <laughs> But we've done so much. Like, we're finally in business. Yes. 
LLC. You have an LLC. Business account. I have a team with me now, finally. Um, I have products on the way mm-hmm. to finally stabilize us a little bit. But we had, and I actually counted, we have, um, we hosted, excuse me, 10 events, 10, mm-hmm. 11 events so far, uh, including poetry workshops. And it hasn't been a year. Yeah. During a pandemic. During a pandemic, yeah. So including poetry workshops. I'm just running this back to you so you can hear it. <laughs> I know, I know. But poetry <laughs> workshops, karaoke nights. Obviously, our main things are open mic nights and talent shows and what stuff and whatnot. But you should be really proud of yourself. I and, am. Thank and, you. Thank you. And because it is something that you're doing from passion, yeah, I, I think it'll make it easier to um, prolong it as a sustainable project and business. Um, and what about how about um, what's the goal from now? I mean, you've got 10, 11 events under mm-hmm. your belt. I'm, did you end up getting the grant? Yeah. You gotta uh, tell we us got about. A grant. So, tell us the evolution. So you had that first event, and maybe just like itemize well, from then to yeah. now what's happened because you've done a lot. Yeah. So we had a, a first event at Kemble Park, and I don't remember everything. Not well, everything, well but, being in cybersecurity. Yeah, cybersecurity major. So it's <laughs> so, I'm all over the place right, right. now. <laughs> but you're doing it. Yeah. Look at it. Yeah. I mean, so let's talk about that. So yes. <laughs> so um, first event was at Kemble Park. Second event was at MLK Park, which is. I'm going to get to a little bit later, like the in-depth of it, but that was a very, very meaningful event to me. And I, I'll get to the specifics later. But third event um, was Nurse Candlelight Park, which is on Genesee Street. Yep. And then fourth was at Handshake City. Fifth was at Kemba Park again. And that, that wrapped up the summer. And then we, um, during the wintertime... The summer of 2020. Yes, summer of 2020, yes. And then during the wintertime, I had a um, poetry workshop with Dan Rudolph. Nice. And um, we did a little poetry workshop, which is an amazing inside vendor, uh, indoor indoor, uh, vendor. Um, So shout out to Handshake City. They actually helped us with that. And they they have a cool looking indoor place, which I never really expected, but it looks so amazing. Um, But we had a poetry workshop with them. And then we had a couple virtual events um, during my fall semester. So like December, January-ish, or spring semester. And then that's when I applied for the grant, was around that time. Right. Um, so I remember yes. trying to figure out all the writing and yeah. the copy for that. And, and I kind of... What to ask for. I kind of BS'd it, to be honest. Not really BS'd <laughs> it, but I just kind of... I didn't really, like, check Grammarly and all that stuff. I just wrote from my heart. You yeah, know, well, but that's not, that's, not, yeah. that's not BS. It's just yeah. unedited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was just pretty... It was just, I just wrote about time and... and um, one of my teachers, um, that, okay, to retrace even right. more, I'm sorry, but this this English professor, Professor Minerva, reached out to me um, and was like, hey, I see what you're doing with Nomadic Voices Yes. because of what we had in the summer. Um, so she reached out to me and she said, um, she see what I'm doing with, the, with uh, Nomadic Voices and she wanted me to be a guest speaker uh, for some type of talk. And so I was like, yeah, I, I love being a guest speaker. So we had a virtual event, and there was like 20 students, they, 20 students and professors that came on and watched me talk, and I recited some poems. They asked me some questions, and I answered all the questions. And But that was just a step forward mm-hmm. to growing our um, platform, growing myself as an artist. And so then after that, she told me that I should um, apply for this grant, the DEI, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Collaborative. Yes. And that was about $1,500. So that I was applied, through Utica College? Through Utica College, yes, mm-hmm. yes. 
So I applied that grant and I got it. I didn't think I was going to get it because my goal wasn't to necessarily, you know, receive the grant or the money. Um, Why not? Just because, like, <laughs> you know, I feel like we already have enough stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like, all you really need to host an open mic is just a little speaker, microphones, and people. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's so it cheap to do. It doesn't take much, right? Yeah. So, I was like, you know, I don't really care for the money, but I want to um, reach out to these people. That's That was the main goal. And so and that money can mobilize quite a yeah, few things, actually, yes. if you are planning to scale. Yeah. Is, it, is that about the time that you started to think about this as a business? As a business? When did that come in? I think to start off as a business was during the refinery program. Um, I took a lot of like different approach to nomadic voices. Um, some people were telling me to do nonprofit. Some people were telling me to do a for-profit. Um, and they both have this pros and cons. Yes, they do. But at the end of the day, the main decision why I chose Nomadic Voices to be a for-profit organization is because... Um, one, I wanted to make money, but I didn't want to rely on outside people, outside right. money, grants, and funds, and other companies and organizations. I just wanted to be, I wanted Nomadic Voices to be as authentic as, as, as possible. Yes. And that was my approach. And But I know that, you know, if we were to turn it to a nonprofit, or if it was a non-for-profit, um, we would probably grow on a lot faster just because we have outside people helping us with the money and stuff. That would be easier. But I feel like, you know, I wanted to take the longer step. Right. And sometimes to fulfill those grants, it requires you to deviate from that core mission sometimes. So by being for profit, it allows you to demonstrate that like you really have to make it, you have to make it work. People, people need to want it, you know, like they want to see, you got to have that mission really be obvious. And I think you've done a pretty good job of that so far. Yeah. And I've, I think I've done, um, in the year time that we have, I feel like I've done a lot, you know, um, you know, getting the LLC done. And I think you were, you and Ryan was helping out, was helping me out a lot, you know, the different, the difference between LLC and DBA. Right. Um, Understanding what, what are the what entity is that? options? Yeah. And, you know, getting, you know, loot sues and sued and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely probably going to go with LLC. In the future. You know, because yeah, I'm thinking just, long-term. Just, yeah. Right. I'm just thinking long-term. So and I'm asking as many. we're thinking. Hmm? Yeah, exactly. So, and a lot of, like, People actually, and it's cool to, you know, get feedback from others like you and, and Michelle, like, telling me that, like, you know, it's, like, I'm ahead of my time. You know what I mean? Like, just thinking ahead in the next step and, and the future and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and you have to face, like, really, I mean, they're easy questions to ask, but very hard to answer, you mm. know? Do you, do you see yourself, I mean, you're in a cybersecurity major, yeah. and we talked about this, you know, you're <laughs> yeah. in a cybersecurity major, is this a project, something that you want to do during your college years, or is this something that you genuinely feel at your core and in your heart that yeah. you would love to carry on as a side hustle in whatever you end up doing yeah. after college? And that became, it's a hard question for some people, and that became clear for you, yeah. that this needs to be for profit, and this yeah. needs to be something taken seriously, because it's... It's the other outlet of cyber, yeah. on the other side of cybersecurity, and it's something that allows you to be yourself and outside of your career. I remember during the refinery program, and it was only eight weeks, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. And I remember I didn't do so well <laughs> during the refinery <laughs> program because I was, like, I was like, because I was just like focused on school a little bit and just yep. ma- trying to manage my time, which is so okay. difficult at that time. 
like I was doing, you know, MMA and all these other different th- things that I was doing, <laughs> you know, but, and I was enjoying everything, you know, cybersecurity, you know, being nomadic, doing with, um, a part of nomadic voices and all that stuff. But at that time during the refinery program, it was just so hard to juggle. And so was I definitely, it, was it like the last session of refinery that it got serious? Yeah. It was, it was like the, literally the, like the, like week one and two was pretty strong. Week three to seven was weak. And then week eight was like, you know, I got to step my yeah, game up. Yeah, I think up. we gave you the ultimatum. It was like, <laughs> Tavo, we really want you to, quote unquote, graduate yeah. from this. But we need a uh, probation period. Yeah. <laughs> and I, not because you're doing bad, but because we want to help you. Yeah. Like, you know, you were doing, you had so much on your plate. Yeah. But we saw how much passion you had for this project. And it's like, we can't let this get dropped. Yeah. And I, for you yeah Cause like, no because i enjoy so much and yeah you know, the fact that you know like i said i appreciate so much the fact that you and ryan helped me pushed push me you know mm-hmm. what i mean like Absolutely. i'm just doing different things at that time i'm like I don't, my head is everywhere but i think at the end of the day and i was talking to my friends about this um my passion is nomadic voices mm-hmm. and i had this conversation with my friend a few weeks ago he was like are you going to find an internship soon? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to find an internship soon. And then somehow the conversation, I was talking about cybersecurity and, you know, a lot of, not even just my friend, but a lot of people asked me, what are you going to do with cybersecurity? And it's like, I, to be honest, and I tell them my idea of, you know, studying and sticking with cybersecurity and um, my concentration is digital forensics, which I love. And my professors are pretty cool. But in the back of my head, it's like, damn, I, what I really want to do is hope nomadic voices become successful so I can do what I really love, what yeah. I'm really passionate for. You know what? Make nomadic voices <laughs> the, 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 main, the main thing, right? Yeah. Cybersecurity is your side hustle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, could, you can do well with cybersecurity as a, as a side, side hustle, hustle and just put it all in nomadic voices. Um, You've only got one life. I we know. only get to go around once. And And... So add to that, because I only have one life, I want to do as many things as possible, including cybersecurity, including, you know, MMA, including um, nomadic voices. Like, you know, I'm... And you can, yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not just doing poetry, by mm-hmm. the way, yeah. by all means. Like, I'm also um, in a dance group. Yeah, you're, you're a multi-potentialite. <laughs> yeah. I just I just live in life, honestly. Like, yeah. like you said, you know, there's only one life to live, and why not just make the most out of it? Mm-hmm. And And I think... And not to like dig, get too philosophical or too deep, but when I talk to some of my friends, we can go deep. This is a deep. safe space to go deep. Okay. So when I talk to some of my friends, um, like I said, I think quarantine was like the first time where like mentally, yeah, kind of broke down, but it was nothing serious. But even during that time, I I realized like yo, like some of those you know my peers and some of my acquaintances like they go through like some deep stuff mm-hmm. because of you know, whatever reason. But to me personally, what helped me the most and to be as the type of person I am was just being involved in different activities and different groups and different clubs. Like even before quarantine, I was in ROTC, Young Scholars, yeah. Junior Frontiers, I mean, you should see just different clubs. Community you know, is Community important. groups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Very yeah. important. 100%. And just There's, community service it, and all that. It's no fun things. to create poetry if you don't have somebody to share with. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I think that's where I kind of got anything. my. I think <laughs> I think that's where I got my overconfidence from is just being involved with different, talking to different groups of people and all that stuff. 
And I want to share that. Like you said, being that community and being involved in different communities yes. makes me want to, you know, keep growing, I guess. And Well, one of the things that um, if we talk about nomadic voices and what it means and what it hopes to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, oh, yeah. I'll just preface that, right? Yeah. We, I'm going to let you talk about it, but... Um, the gist that I got from it is that, you know, just like you said, you had that first event and people are oh. coming around from all over the place, all angles. Mm-hmm. And there's just all kinds of different walks of life that show up and share incredibly compelling stories mm-hmm. and deep truths that yeah. are done in a form that is digestible because it's mm-hmm. um, through all these different mediums, yeah. guitar, music, piano, poetry, spoken yeah. word, dancing, dancing, all these different ways of expressing emotions. Yeah. And quite frankly, our society isn't always the best at allowing space to, to express emotions. So this became mm. a platform, public platform to yes. make it safe to do that. And so let's talk about the visions? nomadic voices, okay. the mission. And um, so, well, my fault. I didn't mean no, to cut you off. Good. And, and, <laughs> and where where you see it going? So it's um, I broke it down into pieces. Mm-hmm. Like I have my one year plan, my five year plan, my ten year plans, and and then my thirty year plus plans. And to keep it, you know, to explain it, pretty much, I uh, obviously we started last year in July. Um, during that time, I considered it to just be a movement, mm-hmm. right? We were just Nomadic not not, not my fault. Excuse, excuse me, not even a movement, just a platform, right? Platform for me to speak, platform for me to listen to others, platform for others. It became to speak. a movement after the first yes. event. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. But I'll get to that because the one in my one year plan, I wrote it down. Where it's like I want to solidify this as a platform where anybody can speak, and not just an open mic night, but also a podcast like what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. You know where I can get. And mind you, nomadic voices isn't it's a both thing. So in future episodes, like I don't have to be the host at all. Right. You know what I mean? Like, but as a long as, exactly as long as people, different ideas, different stories can come through and speak, and not just a podcast, but also you know the open mic nights, also in dancing. Like these are all just different mediums that people can pull up to and and be expressive. Um, that was a platform side of things. That's my one year plan. Just solidifying the platform. <clears throat> But my five-year plan was solidifying Nomadic Voices as a business. Um, I want to have a team, not just have a team in five years, but have a team that can be paid where they can, um, you know, provide food for their family, right? right. And I, I want to do that as well. You want to employ people. <laughs> exactly. So in five years, like, I think that's doable in five years, like, you know, have a team of five, six, whatever, and grow in the future. But for now, just a team of whatever people, few people, where there's a marketing person, a finance person, um, you know, a you know a secretary and all that stuff, right? A team where it's like, okay, we meet once a week and we um, we try to plan uh, progressively. Yeah. Uh, that's why I'm really trying to solidify in five years. We're just getting that business. Out. I mean, the LLC is done, the business count is done, but we're trying to. I'm really because I, I don't know much to be honest. Like I'm creative, but I don't really know much finance, much marketing. Much you don't have to know. You just need exactly. to know enough to be dangerous, and you learn if you're open <laughs> to believing that you can do anything you put your mind to. You can always find those resources. We have Google yeah. today. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. <laughs> no, but, you're right. You know the the person who thinks that they know everything in the room would, would be 
the one who's missing out. Exactly. Right? Like so, it's okay to not know everything. I realized when I started this, I don't know nothing. You, you, <laughs> I don't know you, nothing. you just need the passion and the will to do it, the drive, and you'll you'll be fine. Yeah, just like lean on your community, lean on support. Don't be afraid to ask exactly. questions, and and you can always YouTube it. <laughs> no, you're right. No, I've been using Fiverr religiously almost now, just trying yes. to look at different things, video editing and stuff like that, which you know, and like doing paperwork, which I hate. <laughs> it's like no I gotta Who do this paperwork I know it's like what the heck I gotta do all this stuff mm-hmm. I just wanna yes. go out and do it but now I realize it's like okay you have to do this paperwork you have to sign things you have to um, have a team you have to have people help managing things you have to learn how to delegate yeah. yeah so the goal is just in five years have that at least solidified right and get paid for it you know what I mean have, the, have our products get the website going which I think can be done this year but um you know, have products and start innovating those products, not just journals, but also different things, which I can't say, but I just know there's a lot of ideas. Just the fact that the journal is coming to life is something awesome yeah. that we can talk about. Yeah, so. A journal for people to yes, to, to, to encourage that creativity and mm-hmm. expression. So yeah, it's a perfect time because like, I think by the time we release this episode anyways, I think it will already be out. But the left side, like I said, it's going to be lined. Um, like I said, a lot of, <laughs> I just realized a lot of, a motive of why I do things, like, you know, nomadic voices was selfish reasons. Yes, like, and the journal's selfish. And the journal's like, selfish reasons. Like, you know, like I want to, I want to say something. It's like, yeah. but there was no place to say, but for the our journals, like I said, it's kind of selfish because I wanted to create a more efficient thing, a journal for me to where I can write poetry, to where I can draw, to where I can write my notes so where I can brainstorm ideas to where I can have events all in one journal right. and that's what it was like left side is lined where I can write poetry where I can write my songs where I can write events and then the right side is an empty canvas right. where I can draw things where I can brainstorm ideas right. where I can use it sketch. as like a little whiteboard exactly use like more a little loose. whiteboard you know yeah. more loose and just be expressive mm-hmm. you could honestly use that journal as a book where it's like you write a story and then pictures yes. illustrate something yeah, you, could throw some... you could do anything yep. you know what I mean and just that's the whole point was, that's what I tell people at least. It's just like you know what you know. Be expand your creativity, but selfishly, it's the real reason because I, I, I wanted to draw. <laughs> I wanted to draw. I wanted to draw. I wanted to do all these things in just one journal, yeah. make it more efficient. But there's a bigger reason than that. You of know? course, well, because if you need it, especially in this time, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are, went through some of those similar mental, the mental grappling that you were dealing mm-hmm. with in the beginning of 2020. Yes, and. Um, and, ser- and it is serious. Yeah. <laughs> and so to have a platform like this and develop these these um, products yeah. that, that em- empower bodies, yeah. and, and encourage mm-hmm. um, to use their voice and and then and hopefully, you know, take the Nomadic Voices name and say, hey, where can I attend an event and yeah. actually share what I've got in this journal? Exactly. And Or jump on a podcast or mm-hmm. jump on whatever you end up developing as, as another leg of this platform. I just want to get, yeah, right? There's so many legs. But I just want to give a shout out to um, Professor Orzachowski, Brad Orzachowski, oh, yeah. because right. he really pushed me to get creative. Um, when I was telling him about Nomadic Voices, uh, he was, like I said, he was telling me, make, are you going to make it for profit? Are you going to make it non profit? What are you going to do? It's just giving me the different scenarios. And I went with for profit, but he said, if you're going to go for profit, though, before you even go that route, you have to have products. 
Yep. And you can't just how have merch. How are you going to make money? Yeah. What's the revenue? Exactly. How do you, how do you make money? How do you make money? <laughs> and so... I think we asked wrote, that question quite yeah, a bit. Like it's, and I wrote down like 10 different ideas of products. And it's okay not to know. It's yeah. just a matter of like, you got to draw it out and see. Mm-hmm. You got to think about profit <laughs> margins. And think about... Exactly. Who's going to buy it. Like I said, <laughs> we need a finance person for all that. <laughs> but... You can do it. Yeah. It's not that <laughs> hard in the beginning, but after a while though, definitely uh, I'm going to need someone to help me with that. But... He really pushed my creativity. Um, I would never have a journal or yeah. pens and pencils without him. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that, like, the two side, uh, and I think he even asked me, like, like that selfish thing, like, what do you want from yeah. Manic Boys? And I was like, you know what, what if I just had a two-on-one type of book? And so that was where the idea came from. And he approved of it, thankfully. Um, but, you know, soon we're going to start producing it and, and start selling it. And then create a website so where people can buy it and more legitimate. Yeah. That's kind of my goal for this summer. Create a website, have a product, and posting content. And we're definitely can make that achievable. So, mm-hmm. But, oh, yeah, we're not my fault. My well, fault. we're on the, we're on the yeah. trajectory. Yes, we're on the tra- trajectory. <laughs> so, sorry. But then to, okay. get back, <laughs> to get back to the loop, um, my 10-plus year plan is <coughs> solidifying nomadic voices as a movement. Mm-hmm. So... What I mean by that is, you know, thirty years down the line, when I'm after I'm dead or something, people will thirty so, years. No, 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 that's not, 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 not no. like that. But I'm saying after when I'm yeah. even when, even at, you like, want the legend. Yeah, I want this to be a legacy. Like yes. I want this to be a movement. Um, like I talked to, um, like I said, ever since I started writing poetry, doors been opening up. Mm-hmm. People have been impressed on my writing. Like I don't want to get too, you know what I mean? I don't want to sound too conceited. No, it's okay. Been, it's okay. Been, <laughs> Take it in. Take it in. People have been... Let it push you forward. <laughs> thank you. Thank <laughs> you. But people have been reaching out to me and been inviting me to like different things. And I took a class. Um, this lady, Catherine, she was like, you should take this poetry class. It's online, but it's pretty good. And I know the lady that's running it. It's a pretty good class. So I took the class and I met amazing people. I met people from Nigeria and they were telling me and we were just basically reciting poems every week and, and, and whatnot. But I was telling them about nomadic voices and what we do. And they loved it, like, everywhere, you mm. know. And so, how, how did you describe what nomadic voices to them, does? At that time, I was just like, we were traveling open mic night. We just go to da 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 and try to express my positivity. I do poetry and stuff like that. And the fact, I think what really helped, too, is that, good night, bro, is that every week I impressed them with my poetry. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I just... I just had the if not the if for I don't want to say it like that, but I just it just seemed a little bit more easier to me because I'm more passionate for it. Right. And they love what I wrote every single week, the teachers, the students, and so I think that kind of strengthened my credibility. Yeah. Absolutely. So when I talked about nomadic voices, yeah. Yeah. When I talked about nomadic voices, they was like, "This is cool." And then even like I still talk to them to this day. Like I talk to them once in a while. Awesome. And one of them. You maintain uh, those relationships. Yeah. Um, one of my friends that I met, you know, and he's from Nigeria, he, he's talking, to, he's, um, he loves nomadic voices and what it's trying to empower. And he want a nomadic voices in Nigeria. I'm like, I mean, I can't just live myself in Nigeria. If that's the case, I want to go everywhere with the world with it. And my vision for this and 10 plus years down the line is that people can, you know, learn different cultures through nomadic voices, you know, learn how they dance, learn how they sing, learn how their language is spoken and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, that's kind of what it all 
all about, you know, sharing cultures, accepting your roots and sharing them and accepting different stories and ideas and just get people to talk. Yeah, because perspective is super important, Mm -hmm. especially especially during the time of quarantine. I was like, yo, like, I can see this perspective. I can see that perspective too, though. It's like, which one do we choose? Yeah, Yeah. it's time. Or entertain or consider. I mean, there's so many different perspectives to me is just the first step is just talking like mm-hmm. and I, I realize people are just yelling at each other i think that comes from like our leadership and stuff like that but it's just talking to each other is a huge first step and that's what i'm really trying to do is just get people to talk and to me the best way to get people together is through art mm-hmm. you know what i mean in my opinion um yeah it's there's i'm pretty sure there's research on that yeah <laughs> but I don't have any statistics to throw. I don't. In, I don't either. I just I, throw numbers I'm out there. Not. I don't know, but I think people and I think every community needs a hundred percent needs yeah. art. Exactly. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. And like I said, just them. You know, solidifying nomadic voices is moving, being different countries, being all over the world, um, and and spreading love and positivity and culture and art and all that stuff. And that's. I love it. Like, I love... And I think this is a, a, an opportunity for me to travel the world as well. Selfish ah, reasons. Yes. <laughs> Selfish reasons. I don't reasons. think that's a bad idea. So, it's yeah, just... just building it up here. Yeah. And then being able to branch out regionally. Or even just jumping right into some other states. Exactly. So that you can go travel. Oh, and I didn't even tell you the story. Oh, my God. Oh, what, what now? What so, do you got? You already got a gig somewhere. Yeah, I do. Well, <laughs> now, here. it's not locked down, but just the connection is, is, a, is a good first step. But... I was invited to talk to a pod, to be a guest podcast for um, Asian American Music Research Center. Oh, awesome! Or something like that. Something. Like I, I, yeah, I forgot. I, you had to. Yeah, is I apologize. It, an acronym? it is an acronym. There you go. It's like Mark or something. Okay. But they invited me to do a podcast, and I did it through Zoom, and they really liked it, I guess, uh, because they was like, "Yo," and they're based in Philadelphia. Okay. And so yeah. it was like, wow, you should have like some type of event down here, blah, blah, we pay yeah. for some stuff and whatnot. I'm like, yo, cool, yes. I'm down. I'll yes. drive to Philly. I'll drive to Heck Philly yes. right now. That's the answer. <laughs> go do it. So, Nothing to lose. Yeah, so I'm like, yo, why not go to Philadelphia and, and, and grow our platform that way? But, you know, like I said, in the future, though, it's not just us moving from one location to another. It's yeah. like having that, once we branch out, that city will have its own nomadic voices where yes. they go from parks to parks. You know what I mean? And yes. those artists can connect with artists in Atlanta where they go from parks to parks and, and whatnot. Cause yeah, just, so basically you're, you're I don't know if you what you're thinking about this, but are you basically licensing a brand and use of rights to be able to deliver this platform? How does it work if I want to run this in um, Honolulu, Hawaii? How can I use a Nomadic Voices brand to deliver an to event to start i guess i mean i haven't thought that far yet. <laughs> I, I i'm i'm figuring maybe yeah but um but this is this is definitely something to yeah something that could be done yeah for sure it's been done and it's it's um it can be done sooner than later yeah definitely but i want to take my time for I sure really, I really want to sell it five Well, what you roots. said five years. The yeah. five-year plan, this is definitely something. Yeah. Aside from product that can be done to mobilize it. Yeah, and I think you gave me the idea. Maybe, I'm pretty, yeah. You <laughs> did give me the idea because this is, to go back to it, 
this is like when we had that in MBCC, he was like, oh, what if we go from, he was like, what if we go to parts and parts and then we can branch it out to like different states and cities. So this yes. is your idea, you build, you technically. Build, you, yeah, you build the, yeah. the roadmap and the, yeah. the toolkit and the box. I mean, you've got to make sure. It's just like, it, it's just like, I'm going to open a McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. it's not mcdonald's but you know it's the same idea of like you know you, you're, you're licensing this platform and and there's going to be expectations with that mm -hmm. code of conduct mm. um you know core values the mission statement the vision and how how can you track that make sure that these events are actually delivering the quality and care that your intentions are from yeah. the the root, the home base, the headquarters in upstate New York. Right? <laughs> Those are all things that have to be considered and built out, but it's absolutely possible. Yeah, and uh, like it's weird because you would think you would think that like as the way technology is advancing, we just don't know if like like I know I, I watch movies. It's like the Terminator, like robots. Oh yeah. And when, when we get to that point, it's like there's no creativity because like no robots. But that's you know, as a cybersecurity major and as a person who loves technology, right? that can There's... always be a um, thing in, in, in the future way ahead. But I feel like humanly, human connection is human critical. connections is super important. And I remember I was applying for the grant and I wrote this and I was like, the things like humans has always been creative mm -hmm. from the day. And but the thing is that our creativity brings people together. Yes. From the day we created fire to keep us warm together to the day, you know, we, to, to now. Absolutely. It's like creativity is what brings people together. And so whether this science, technology, everything is creative to me. Everything is Everything is creative. Everything yeah. is. I think people associate art as a painting. Yeah, and which it's, is weird. And it's so beyond that. I mean, <coughs> orchestrating these events in itself, in the platform, in the way that it's presented. And I mean... There's so much that is just creation. Exactly. That, like, um, the technology yeah. is creativity. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I love technology too. And so, and I love people. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they don't mix. Yeah. <laughs> Nomadic voices <laughs> is, a, is a nice way to take technology, use technology to bring the people together. But then mm -hmm. when you get there, it's like, you know, it's all just human connections. Chill, human connection. It's all human connections. Turn right? off the phones. Unless you're phones. reading your poem from it. Unless you're recording a video. If, <laughs> or, if, or if, if you're, yeah. You know. Or if you're sharing live to Facebook. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's exceptions. Exactly. But as long as you're present, being mindful while you're there and, mm -hmm. and really taking in. The human connections. Yeah. And I don't know. I just talking about it makes me feel excited. And it's like, you know, I want to keep pushing forward. Uh, with nomadic voices and not goals and, and whatnot, but it's just so much stuff. I feel like in just one year, like we've done so much. And do you have? Do you, oh, you no, no, you want to say you want to say something? I wanted wanted to ask you if you have any like stories from one oh, of those nights. I feel like I was just about to say it. I was just literally just about people. to go to that. Yeah, okay. I don't know if you remember, but earlier during this episode, I talked about that, like how I was going to get back to it. And I just remembered uh, the second event, and this is. One of the most, like, meaningful moments to me. Um, but I'm going to get to it, and I'm not, I'm not even going to filter it out because, like... Don't filter. Yeah, no filter. filter. Yeah, no, I'm not going to no filter. filter. Authenticity. I actually have a quote here. Be authentic. Your brand can only thrive when you are genuine with yourself and others. Who said that? You said that. <laughs> and, you know, I, have a, I, have, I do have a quote um, that... Well, the reason why I'm reading this is because I have a quote, too. Mm that I've been that I've been saying and then it's it's very similar to this but it's 
to be enough is to be imperfect and be be honest with yourself so, and others about it. Mm, and it's it's very authenticity. Yeah. It is. And it's very similar. So let's hear this story. Okay. Authentically, <laughs> unfiltered. So <laughs> I'm gonna tell the whole story. So it was the second event at MLK Park. Um, but growing up, we called it Stuben Park because it was on Stuben Street. But um, this park, I wanted to come back to it. You know, I, I only live a block away from it, but I have so many memories growing up. Like, I was there since I was 10 years old, 9 years old, um, growing up in that neighborhood. And in that particular neighborhood, isn't the best. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that area, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of crackheads, a lot of drug dealers, <laughs> and a lot of prostitutes in mm-hmm. that area. Yes. And growing up, I didn't really even notice it because I would just play basketball with my friends. Yeah, because you're just you're just doing yeah, life. You know what I mean? Playing basketball. That's, that's, that's it. It's normalized. <laughs> exactly. So sure I didn't even notice that. You know, a lot of the time they were on the bench just ODing. Yeah. I didn't notice. I thought they were just sleeping. Yeah, like, you oh, just you don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know. But then after a while, it's like my friend, like the older folks, would come on like, yeah, they're crackheads. I was like, what? Yeah, they do drugs. Don't do it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, okay. So, okay. So, you know, that was what it was. And I realized that, you know, in that particular neighborhood, there are also like a lot of prostitutes and a lot of like pimp cars. Right. A lot of pimps, whatever. And like my friends and I would jokingly say, like, oh, shoot, that's that's a car of a pimp. I mean, that's a car of a prostitute, whatever. You know what I mean? But I didn't know. Like, the, I you was, didn't really know. Yeah, what I didn't. It was just like, oh, just I was just like, like, oh, shoot, okay. You yeah. know, just one of those. Cars picking up girls. And yeah. That's it. You know what I mean? That's all that, that means. Yeah, that's all that mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's all. I you know. So I'm just minding my business, shooting basketball, whatever. And so, but I wanted to go back to that environment um, for nomadic voices. And I don't know how it's going to turn out, but I just, you know, that was my home. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Spent a lot of hours there, a lot of days there, a lot of time there. And so I hadn't, I wanted to host an event there, but it was raining on that day. Uh, and I checked my weather and a lot of people were testing, testing me. Um, and asking me, yo, are you going to cancel the event? I'm like, and I didn't text back for a little bit. Yeah. You're just <laughs> I just like, like I'm just going to wait. I just, see, I just waited. Let's see, you know, let's like, see. I have to sing an hour, but I'm like, <laughs> just, you know. So it was like three o'clock, two o'clock, raining, pouring. Not mm-hmm. pouring, but it was raining. And then four o'clock hit, and it started getting like sunny a little bit, but then it rained again. Yeah. And then seven o'clock was finally here. And I was like, 6.30, it was sprinkling. So I was like, we're going to have it. Mm-hmm. We're going to have it. It's sprinkling, but we're going to have gonna it. We're going to do it. Commit. <laughs> so 7 o'clock hit, and it stopped raining completely. And so the f- grass was wet, but everybody, like, we had, like, I think that was one of our most ones in, in that out of the five. It was probably our first or second most people of attendees. Right like, after rain. Yeah. People pulled up and, wow. like, man, people, I think that was our, actually, I think that was our most um, attendees, performer-wise and, and people and stuff like that, and. There's just so many wow. people. I like those like at I least mean, 40, 45 people. Just the rain to yeah. be right up to the end. That's commitment, right? Yeah, there. I was not, just like, not, not only you, yeah. but like everybody who showed up exactly. and rallied. That's huge. Exactly. And it was just such a sunny That's day. That's a too. voice in itself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The voice of the community. It was just, it was just, I remember that day so well because it was just a sunny day. People came up and people walked by and asked what we were doing. And I tell them what we were about, blah, blah, blah. And some people would even perform like people that I didn't even had in, in mind up um, performance wise, but they just wanted to do something or poetry. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. I remember this one guy. <coughs> he did like a ten minute piece. I was like, okay, but it was dope though. 
took pictures and said his name. You know, he asked me to take pictures of him with his yeah. phone. Great. But at the end of the night, this is what I'm going to get to. At the end of the night, um, this one guy, and I during the whole time of the event, I see him and this group of people um, in, in their little area just, you know, they were definitely high on something. Like, I could just tell. You know what I mean? You could kind of tell. Right. And so he approached me with his belly button all out, sweating crazy, and his, he had a mask, but it wasn't an auto, it was just like a chin strap. Mm. And he was like, hey, what are you guys doing? Nah, nah, nah. I see what you guys are doing, you know, talking a little bit. I have my mask on. And he asked me to perform. And I was like, sure. <laughs> Mind you, this is like during the pandemic, during like the peak of pandemic. And so <laughs> I just wiped the mic and I gave him the mic. And my friend put on a uh, instrumental for him. And he started rapping. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And it's just math goofy. And after a while, we took the microphone. And... Um, we said goodnight, whatever. But afterwards, he came up to me. And I knew, like I said, I knew he was on drugs. Like, this is because especially being in that area, you just kind of know. Um, but I knew he was on something. But he came up to me and was like, yo, I genuinely had fun. Yeah. I, I forgot the exact. He was like, I had a lot of fun. And I could just tell, just looking in his eyes, I was like, yo, he really meant that. That's a, a very concise and honest statement coming from that guy. Yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah, what I realized. Tell somebody's authentic. Exactly. And I was like, yo, this guy had fun. And even though he was, you know, high on drugs, and I, I realized that day that, you know, a lot of time when when I'm in that area, and this was just like a quick, like, in that instant, I realized growing up, a lot of those people that I seen in the bench who, when I thought they were sleeping, they were just trying to use it as an escape. Absolutely. And so... I'm like, yo, I you just gave, gave him this dude a, escape. A escape. Yeah. You gave, I gave him, him a healthy escape. And I gave him a healthy escape. A little bit of hope there. Exactly. Exactly. Even though, even though that was just one night for him. Right. I feel like. But that's important. Those that's moments are so important. 100%. And I'm not tr- trying to say I'm going to change the world with nomadic voices or, or, you know. If you're changing one cure, person's life. You know what I mean? That's enough. <clears throat> I mean, it's you're doing that. Yeah, you're you're touching people's lives with this this concept yeah. and this idea and this platform. And like I said, that sh- that thing was just so like it was very meaningful. Like after that, I was like, "Yo, I have a real purpose." And it's like Absolutely. not just my life, but changing others' life and human connection. And yeah, <laughs> human connections. And and I like what you said about giving an escape, but I don't want this to be an escape. Like I right. want this to be a reality where people can come together and you know through an open mic night or, or whatever. You know the, I mean? the irony might be that people would attend for an escape, but maybe they find themselves in, in that reality. You know, it's like, wow, this is yeah. something that goes beyond what I thought I was trying to get away from. Exactly. You know, it's being it, being there and being in it. Yeah. Like, and putting life in perspective. I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to use that escape a reality. Mm-hmm. Nomadic voice isn't just an escape for people, but it's, it could be a reality for people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, like, that story, like, I, I'm, I'm going to love telling that story in the future. Um, like, I even wanted to do, like, other ideas with that. Not just his story, but also other future stories. Like, like I said, the, the most meaningful thing to me with Nomadic Voices is just people coming in together. Yes. You know, unplanned. That's just the way it is. So. Do you... Um... Do you know by any chance, like, to just give the audience a little bit of an idea about Utica and where you're doing this? Do you yeah. know how many languages are spoken, Proctor? 
it's like crazy 30 like, 40 20 I, I think it I think it's at least over 40 maybe 60 I remember I had yeah. the number at one point um I remember, it's a lot I remember my high school years they said 30 but I remember I want to um, say that yeah it's more but than I remember that. um it was in the an past even it was 40 mm. and then 30 now it's like even more now um, still it's like something just crazy. in that high school proctor yeah that's how many languages are spoken I think this area has a lot of culture yeah incredible food (laughs) (laughs) lots of options a lot of Um, options yes it's like a little new york city i feel like and it's not it's not just the fact that there's a lot of immigrants but it's the fact that there's a lot of refugees as well yeah which is a huge difference yeah Yeah. compared to immigrants yes you know what i mean and that's my story you know what i mean but because you're a refugee yes yes um (laughs) tell us more about you and i mean we're we're I don't know how much longer you want to chat, but I think it's important to share more about just your story mm-hmm. and the difference between immigration yeah. and being a refugee, refugee, being a refugee. Yeah. and even beyond that. I mean, there's been so so much. Um, Utica has been a hub for immigration yeah. for years and years and years. So mm-hmm. there's just like cycles of different people and cultures that are through here. Yeah. What about you? So well, me. Um, so I was. Uh, uh, born in in Tom He refugee camp, which is on the border of Thailand and, and Myanmar. At the time, um, the Karens, and not just the Karens, but a lot of ethnic minorities were facing persecution because of uh, their ethnicity, pretty much. And uh, that's a why. That's a whole different conversation. Oh yeah. That's a whole different conversation, but you know that's that's what it was. Um, and so I was a product of that. Um, I was born in a refugee camp. You know, literally, I don't, when I tell people this, like, they become so surprised, but it's, like, a cool fact. I didn't know it was a cool fact. That's just the way it was. Mm-hmm. Like, I was born in a bamboo house in the jungle. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, just, a, like, a bunch of bamboo stick together, stuck together yeah. and, and just in the middle of a jungle, in a refugee camp. So when I tell people, that's like, well, that's so cool. And it's like, I don't know that was cool. I thought, it's just, it's just you know, different. <laughs> yeah, it's just different. It's here. like, yeah, because like, you know, I didn't realize how, you know, different it was until I yeah. got to college. Like, growing up in, in Proctor, everybody was born in a refugee camp. Right. Not everybody, but a lot but, of but people. It's, I but it's more with. common. It's more normal yeah. to have these interesting stories. Yeah, and I didn't we know that that was unique. What we've been through. And, exactly. Yeah. So when I tell people that, that's so surprising. But, um, we moved, we relocated to America when I was just four, five. Um, November, December of 2004, that was when we moved to Utica. And if you know anything about upstate weather yes, in December, I do. it's really cold. Yes. <laughs> and compare that to a pretty much a tropical weather. And, yes, and, we have four seasons here yeah, and we get snow. And we have two seasons, <laughs> rainy season or very hot season. Right. And so... Mm-hmm. You know, when we moved, like, I don't have, I mean, I have memories, but I wasn't aware. Yeah. I have memories, but I wasn't, like, you know, like, but like my parents. You know what I mean? They're telling me, like, stories of how, like, this is why, this is why I'm so grateful of just being located to Utica. Not just the business things or things, which I can get to later, but as a person, I feel like just a small community, but also being very diverse and being very helpful. Um, like, when we first came to America, uh, there was a decent Karen uh, population already, community already. Um, but there was like a lot of others that helped us, you know, providing us clothes, 
like bikes, you know, warm like jackets and, and like we literally just came to America with like sandals and our current shirts right. and shorts. The support had yeah. to be there. So when people start providing us with like clothes and warm coats and stuff like that, it's like, yo, that's man cool. Like people giving to yeah, us. Because it's like <laughs> you have to have it. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, like yo, you kinda need this. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you kinda need it's this. It's not an option. <laughs> yeah, so you kinda need so yeah. you know, just being helped by other people, uh, is a dope feeling. Um and but those like nine of us and you know, to receive is, is a yeah. is an art form in itself. Yeah, so for sure. to be able to receive it's help a from someone. Of course, of it's course. A gift and, it's... and what I was gonna say, like, like I said, the Utica is like a perfect place for me because there was like nine, there was nine of us, and mm-hmm. obviously, you know, coming to Utica, I mean, coming to America, you're not gonna be, be placed in the suburbs, you know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> so you're placed in this like apartment, you know, nine of us in one apartment room, and apartment whatever, and I was like in James Street, James right. and Seymour. And at that time, even though it's a better, a little bit better area now, uh, by the time it wasn't really the greatest area. Right. In Utica. Yeah. There's a, there's been a, a very big difference in Utica as a whole over the past like even five yeah. years, yeah. ten years. So. So it's a different time. It wasn't like the greatest type We've of. Seen place. it evolve. Exactly. Yeah. For sure. And yeah. I'm, I wanted to get into that too. Yeah. But my parents are super smart, and I didn't really realize that. Like very hardworking. You know, refugees, yeah. <laughs> very hardworking folks, right? And so we, in like one year time, we they're always paying rent on time, you know, building that credit up, you know, paying the car bills on time. Always like they're really strict on me with that too. Yeah, but they're which is always fantastic. yeah, they're super strict on that. And my dad would make sure that everything is paid for, because he will work countless hours. Like yeah. he will work six days a week, ten plus hours a week, ten plus hours a day. You know, he would take overtime as much as he can. Right. And I never really noticed that um, until I got older. Uh, but because he worked that hard, we got money. And so we moved out of that neighborhood, like, a few blocks up. But it was a little bit safer. Um, so we, got, we moved to a house in Seymour and West Street-ish. And we stayed there for a couple of years. And that's when we moved to where we live now. Um, but isn't it's not greatest but it's still pretty good i think it's pretty good you yeah. know yeah this might be crackheads here and there but i think it's still pretty hey it's, good. it's a community you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna get that um wherever you go really yeah. i mean it's and it's like to be in the city is a really awesome ex- experience i mean you don't yeah. get that if you if you move out into the country exactly you know you get to be right in it mm-hmm. and because i was you know place in the city i we got to meet a lot of different folks and I think that's where my um, appreciation for different cultures and different stories derived from was just you know childhood being involved in different communities the Bowman muck and scholars all these different things I was involved in made me appreciate um, different cultures and being expressive mm-hmm. but it wasn't until the pandemic where I finally utilized that that passion and turned it to a platform business. Yeah, it turned it yeah. into something, yeah. And so, and I think Utica was, like I said, is a perfect place, not for me individually, not for me as an artist, but also as a business because it's a small but very tight-knitted community. Yes. Um, like being involved in Thinkubator, meeting you, meeting Ryan, helping me out with uh, growing our business, um, but also seeing different cultures and 30% of the cities like refugees and immigrants Yes. Which is a huge help to what 
we're trying to build. So it's like the per- it's like a mini New York City in a way. So it's like, but I feel like if Nomadic Voices was a new city, it would be a lot more competitive. There's a lot of noise. A lot harder yeah. to grow. But being placed in Utica was just the yeah, perfect. Yeah, you have that kind of, nice sweet yeah. spot, right? The sweet spot yeah. of like being in a city, but having a really close knit. Everybody, nobody, everybody knows each other. Community. Exactly. Yeah. And there's still opportunities to meet different people as well, even though mm-hmm. it's like you know, a small city. But you're still in the city. Yeah. There's still a lot of people yeah, we don't know. That right? you don't know, exactly. So it's <laughs> a lot of there's, stories. There's still opportunities for me to meet people, mm-hmm. and but to start, you yep. know what I mean? And so once we keep going, you know, I'm not going to know all 10, 11 billion, I don't know how many people are in the world, but that's not the point. The point is just, you know, sharing stories. Right. So, what else? Nomadic voices as far as, like, I want to ask you, what, um, do you, do you, do you know, like, the mission statement off the back of your hand? Do you know, have, like, a, like, a little short of, like, what nomadic voices is? That's a few sentences, but the main... It's okay, it could be a few sentences. I'm asking you for the pitch. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the thing, I feel <laughs> like people have been like, asking me the pitch, and it's like... Pitch? Like, and it doesn't have to be so so the beautiful thing and this is what I always tell clients too but like the beautiful thing about the pitch is when we hear pitch we get freaked out like we have to have this canned response like a commercial uh-huh. but really it's just like when you speak from the heart and it's concise and it gets the point <laughs> across of exactly what you're doing I feel like and it's not even, like it's not even been here yet, yet but I feel like in the beginning when people asked me for the pitch or one of my voices I was doing really well because mm-hmm. I was speaking from the heart but then I started writing things down, and then I tried to memorize those lines. It's like, yeah, I'm that's just where it blibbering. goes. Yeah, yeah, that's where it goes like, off the rails. And now I'm just like, oh, I don't know, what, I don't know what the heck to say anymore, because <laughs> so like I get asked a lot. But, like, what is nomadic voices? What does nomadic voices mean to you? Yeah. And why are you doing it, and how are you doing it? Well, to me, nomadic voice is a platform for anyone of cultures uh, to speak about their stories, ideas, their. Um, experiences um and to be expressive of those and and appreciate that in a way but also a platform for where you can appreciate the stories of others so it's like a yin yang yang um but the reason why i enjoy it is so because consume of, and express yes consume and express in, in the most uplifting way i guess but the reason why you know i do it is because of that reason, but that self, that selfishness, yeah, that no, selfishness. Just, yeah, exactly. No, it's, a, it's, a, it's a healthy, it's a healthy, that's where like the best ideas come to yeah. life. It's out of a necessity within ourselves exactly. that we're desiring a problem that you're solving for yourself. Exactly. And then how are you doing it? What's the, what is the platform? What is the delivery of this? So we started off as, what are my options? If, if, if people are listening to this today and they want to jump in or somehow be involved with nomadic voices, how mm-hmm. can I get involved or participate? Well, the first thing I say is follow us on Facebook. Here we go. Hey, this is the plug. <laughs> like right us now. on Facebook, oh, Nomadic Voices, and follow us on Instagram. Um, but it, people ask, how can I be involved? It's like, it's easy. Show up, listen, and if you want, speak. Okay, so it's that's, you're sharing that's, your events. Yes. And it's. That's to keep it short. But, just to show up. Um, but also, like, there's a platform, though. We were, we are a. We started off as a traveling open mic nights in different parts, but we're not limited to that. Like you said earlier, you know, have different legs to us so where we can grow our brand and start monetizing things like podcast, um, 
like I'm thinking of like having dance competitions in the future and stuff like that where we can really start you know doing different things um but it's just a way to be expressive um just to keep it short but you know I have a pitch I okay. remember now it's just it's I think I said it to you before but it's just promoting yes yes community and connectivity this. through creativity so it's like an alliteration thing so what that means is nomadic voices is promoting community, community where people can come together uh where you know it could be in anywhere um and connectivity where you know being that expressive and being listening and, and bouncing off each other ideas and stuff like that through creativity you know creativity obviously poetry the dancing medium, singing, the medium yes. whatever the human connection exactly. how you'd want to connect exactly right. so I that's it. our i think that's a that's a good concise yeah um description of what nomadic voices aims to yes. do it's great and it's and it's alliteration that's yes, the poetry poet, poet that's the poet <laughs> but um i think that's a good way to wrap up the conversation we've been an hour and eight minutes now all right but unless you want to say anything else or ask anything else I'm no, i just totally cool i just that. i just want to point out like we're sitting here and um tabo is on the front of the utica this utica is it utica college magazine yeah utica college the origin story right there on the front cover yeah that's where i pulled the quote from and there's a nice write up <laughs> in here with with what his goals are all kinds of fun stuff so check out that yeah so <laughs> if you have the, if you're at utica college and you see that magazine he's on the front front cover that's my first time cover. first yeah. time ever i didn't spring summer 2021 yep. making moves I didn't even think I was gonna be on the front cover to be honest. Like that was just a funny. That was but a funny are. story itself. Yeah, That's I was great. like, "You look at guys tag nomadic voices on Facebook," and I was like, "What the heck they tag me for? Oh, yes. nomadic voices for?" I checked that and I was like, "Oh shoot, that's me on the cover page." I was <laughs> like, "What the you. heck?" <laughs> so I'm really grateful you did college. They've been helping me out a lot. The the teachers there, the the faculty members there, um, the students, the clubs, everybody's. It's it's a small community, but they're helping me grow. Yeah, so you I'm should be proud of yourself. This has been fun to listen and catch up and talk about yeah. nomadic voices, and you know we have we've been wanting to do this, and um, it's just fun to reminisce on that <laughs> early conversation when it was just like, this is what I've been dealing with, this is what I want to do, mm-hmm. and then being like, okay, this is a project now, and now yeah. it's business, yeah. and like the the whole evolution of this whole project, this yeah. whole of nomadic voices is just fun to reminisce on. Yeah, and it is, and. It's- Honestly, it's not even a year. Yeah. <laughs> and we've been able to talk about this for an hour and 10 minutes. And I yeah. know that you're still sitting on the edge of your seat wanting to share more because yeah. there's just so much that you've accomplished with it. And it's not even like on the edge of sharing things. It's more like sometimes I forget things too. Well, and it, but it's, it's, um, there is so much that you're going slow and steady per se. But when you really look at the past year and what you've accomplished with this, not only because of like you showing up, but also mm-hmm. just because people believe in what yeah. you're doing and why you're doing it. And it's obvious by the track record that you've been able to develop through Nomadic Voices to, to, to date. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to make sure you hear that because yeah. this is <laughs> thank you, thank you. awesome. Keep going. I want to see this name selfishly too all over the place <laughs> because I can be like, hey, that was... Yeah. That was a cool name. I wonder why. No, I'm just kidding. Just, just, I want to <laughs> Just make sure you shout it out. No, I'm, I'm joking. No, but I, I, it's just, I'll give, you, I'll give it's, you flowers. It's just exciting, though, because I do love this name. Mm-hmm. I do love this name. so, And I like how it's being used way better than my other little <laughs> idea. Yeah. I mean, I um, love the meaning. 
thank and, you. and the goal. Thank you, thank you. And I do think it can be legendary. I think so too. <laughs> I think we have a lot in, um, to do and uh, I'm going to have fun doing it. Just, and I have yeah. amazing people around me, including you, Stacey, so thank you. Thank you. That is, I agree. As far as being able to be able to work with you too mm -hmm. it's this is why i love doing what i do and yeah. um just keep cruising with authenticity nomadic voices i'll try i'll try i might lose myself here and there that's what some people told me you might lose <laughs> yourself here and there but you just get back to the track and yes podcast or podcast podcast episode number one, one yes okay I it's gonna be fun to listen back to this because we're yeah. gonna be like wow just so you guys know we were fighting over the microphone before this so <laughs> this is Hopefully this sounds well and good, and it's the first shot. We literally got to crawl before we walk. We literally spent um, over an hour trying to figure out some microphone. Yes, issues. technical difficulties. Classic. Just, just to record all this on a voice voice memo on <laughs> on, on the yes. Apple Mac. <laughs> but this is how it starts. Yes. This yes. is how it starts, and it's okay. <laughs> yes, I completely Being agree. Scrappy. Completely agree, and we're just gonna move forward. You know what I mean? We Not we gonna to take out. We're gonna we're gonna. It's an uphill battle. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna move forward, and I enjoy your time. I thank you for coming out and staying. Thank you for late. having me. Of course, Nancy. And that is all for today's podcast. Today's June thirtieth, twenty twenty one. First uh, guest is Stacy Smith. Um, do you want to shout yourself out on Instagram or anything like that? Oh or? yeah, sure. Um, so if if you're interested in seeing what I'm up to, my name is Stacy Smith. I just said that. Um, you could always check out um, LegalLife.co. That's my consulting website. Um. If you love Utica and what you heard about it, I have two properties under lilahomes.com <laughs> that are sometimes up for rent and they deliver a 10-star experience. Oh, um, <laughs> 10 stars. And yeah, I mean, that's about it. Just right. thank you for having me. Of course. And I'm so proud of everything that you're doing and I'm happy for you. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I mean, that, that means a lot to me. And uh, But that's all. Um, have a good, lovely, beautiful night, everyone. Take care.